Money FM 89.3, best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. I'm Michelle Martin. Good morning. It is red across my screen this morning as investors sell off. Following a bout of selling on Wall Street overnight, Tokyo is down 1.8%. Sydney and Seoul, both off more than 1% as well. That said, analysts say there is still good value to be found and investments to be had if you know where to look. So we'll do just that. And joining me now is Ryan Huang. Good morning, Ryan. Happy Friday, Michelle. And to you. Now, as analysts continue to assess the numbers from the latest corporate earnings season, we have three more brokers' takes to share with you this morning. One company is considered to be significantly undervalued, and the other two, well, while analysts are lowering their target prices, they are still positive on the company. So all in, we have three local stocks this morning that analysts are bullish on. They are the Uni Asia Group, which invests in shipping and property, Sea Limited, which is best known for Shopee and its gaming arm, Garena. And finally, the main board listed manufacturer, the Franken Group. So I want to take each of these one by one. Let's start with Uni Asia Group. KGI has raised its target price on the company to $1.66 per share. Why exactly is KGI bullish on Uni Asia? Right, target price $166. Still some upside from the current price of $113. So KGI is thinking, it is looking significantly undervalued and that is amid the ongoing bulk shipping up cycle. So KGI is thinking there is still a bright outlook for them to ride on. So it is also looking at its recent results and that is where you've got UniAsia Group reporting net profit of 18 million US dollars. That is its highest since its IPO and it expects UAG to continue building on that strength. So looking at some of the other reasons being cited, balance sheet has strengthened significantly. Its debt levels dropped to $84 million as of end of last year versus $114 million as of the prior year before. So it is seeing a few um, metrics getting stronger. So it's looking optimistic on that front. UniAsia Group shares down 8% since the beginning of the year, but KGI thinks they have an upside of nearly 50%. All right, next up on our Broker's Take tour this morning is Sea Limited. It is the biggest and the most famous company on our list, and it's fallen on hard times recently. At least its share price has. Sea shares are down more than 50% over the past year. Maybank Securities still see significant upside in the company. Although we should add, it is more than half its target price for C shares. Ryan, fill us in. Tell us more about Maybank's take on C. Yeah, C's share price indeed has gone through quite a tough time. And I'm looking at its recent high, and it's not too long ago, November 2021. It hit $358 almost, and it's now 110 So that's how much it has fallen since. And it's all around the weak performances from some of its business divisions as well as the growth outlook. And here is where you've got some of the brokerages starting to factor that in. For example, City has lowered its target price to 221 from 241 Maybank has lowered its target price by nearly 56% to $160, down from $379. So still some upside considering that it's now at $110, mm-hmm. uh, but it is facing considerable headwinds if you look at some of the issues out there. Uh, if you look at what Maybank is citing for its revised 
target price. It is looking at a slowdown in earnings and lower multiples from the gaming segment. And that is around some disappointing guidance from Garena's um, FY 2022 bookings. And there's a major issue here. That's around its game Free Fire. Uh, that was, by surprise, banned in India for apparently sending data back to China. So that is a bit of a controversial point that is starting to be um, debated between the countries right now. And that is something that's weighing on C's share price recently. Um, also, taking into account its um, recent, um, I guess, spending on Shopee, its marketing spend, mm-hmm. advertising spend, that has been going up, um, even though revenue for Shopee is going up. So that is still eating into the bottom line. Uh, so for now, the headwinds from the gaming side is weighing on the outlook a lot on uh, C's target price. Yes. Uh, DBS Group Research has said quarterly gaming EBITDA is going to be critical for C's share price. In the meantime, you mentioned uh, Free Fire's ban in India. It is still doing well, though, in the App Store sales uh, segment of things. Now, the third company on our broker's take tour is the Franken Group. It's an integrated tech company that works in a number of different areas, including automotive and semiconductors. Both RHB and DBS Group Research are cutting their target price for Franken, but they think that the stock is still a buy. Why is that? Okay, let's look at the target price. 210 is the latest target from RHB, down from 264. DBS is looking at 209, down from 265. And the current price for Franken, 162. So it is still potentially going to see some upside based on their target prices. Uh, so analysts, by and large, still positive despite the lowering of those price targets. And of course, uh, this is still looking, I guess, good for anything to do with tech because they're still in demand. The only headwind or one of the headwinds out there is the supply chain mm-hmm. and the parts that many of these tech companies require to just scale up the business. So that is a headwind that's starting to be priced in right now. Um, so you have IHB, for example, uh, pegging the new target price to a lower price-to-earnings ratio, now at 14 times. Previously, he was looking at 16 times. This is due to the group possibly looking at growth slowing down on a year-on-year basis. Franken Group shares down nearly 18% since the beginning of the year, so they are significantly underperforming the Straits Times Index. Okay, I want to stick with corporate news, but turn to a household name. It's just opened its books, and I have to say, the picture is not all that pretty. I'm talking about Grab, Southeast Asia's biggest ride-hailing and delivery company. It is losing money, and more than ever before, Grab is posting a loss of more than $1 billion US dollars for the last quarter. What's going on? Why isn't Grab profitable? Oh, yeah. I am looking at quite a bad picture for Grab right now. Mm. Um, So you've got right at the top of the headline how investors have been reacting and it's crashed over 37% overnight after it released its earnings. That was how ugly it was. And here you've got a couple of reasons. Uh, One was, of course, COVID-19. With COVID-19 and the pandemic just hitting many businesses, activities, people just didn't need to hear a ride anymore or as much. So there was a huge impact on the business and of course the drivers themselves were affected. So that was a major blow to revenue if you look at um, the drop, 44% plunge to $122 million. That is with declines in mobility and delivery. 
And that is seeing Grab chalk up a, a net loss of $1.1 billion. Um, this is just for the fourth quarter, and that is nearly double the loss from the prior year. So it is seeing some headwinds on that front. Um, worth noting, financial services doing better relatively. It is seeing a negative $1 million um, earnings on the fourth quarter. That is an improvement of $3 million. So still making losses on some of his major segments. But um, for now, it is looking optimistic on the coming quarters. And that is seeing Grab invest in incentives to mm. lure back customers and drivers because it thinks there's going to be a recovery in the markets and it wants to be uh, ready for that. So it's trying to recalibrate its driver supply to capture that strong recovery. Um, so it is looking optimistic, but it looks like analysts not so much, maybe a bit too much priced in initially and they are starting to themselves recalibrate their expectations. Well, Grab adding to the story of underperforming SPACs, really. SoftBank and Uber Technologies are two of its biggest shareholders. But since it became a publicly listed company in the US through a deal with a blank check company, you might remember that, back in December, Grab shares have lost about half their value, wiping more than $15 billion from its market cap. Investors have been dumping Grab shares. They plunged 37% overnight. The stock is down more than 60% since it went public via SPAC listing back in December. So what do you make of this? Is the stock oversold or was it very poorly priced when it went public? Yeah, you might remember on day one of Grab's IPO, it did not have a great outing. And I think um, that is um, something they've um, had to endure. The pricing expectations of the investor public on day one already, they were thinking no, it may have been a bit too um, lofty and that was reflected on day one. And since then, with all the ongoing um, headwinds and noise in the markets, people are just not feeling that optimistic about the business. So that, I think, is just being reflected by analysts and as well as in the markets right now. Let's zoom out for a moment. It's been a volatile week for financial markets, to say the least, as Russia has invaded Ukraine. The major U.S. indices all finished lower overnight. The Nasdaq dropped 1.5%. Oil prices spiked again, but then came back down a bit. West Texas and Brent crude both selling for 110 U.S. dollars a barrel. Very troubling. Dow futures dropping more than 300 points after there were reports of smoke being visible, uh, emit, being emitted from Ukraine's nuclear power. Power plants. So a lot to digest. The price of agricultural commodities like wheat and corn also jumping. So one headline this morning says the Russia-Ukraine war is fueling, quote, the biggest supply shock to the global grain markets in living memory. So should we expect to start paying more for bread? And if so, how much? Well, you might have to start paying more for almost everything because inflation is really looking quite hot and it's not just GST. You've got the supply issue as well. And this is where you've got the commodity space just seeing a huge spike in recent weeks. So, for example, wheat. Uh, if you look at what wheat is doing, it's actually on set to rise 31.9% for this week alone in terms of prices. So that could be its strongest weekly rise since 1959. So that is how strong it's been and it's all around how Ukraine and Russia make out a huge amount of the wheat exports. And of course, right now you've got so many roadblocks or obstacles uh, in terms of the production there and you have to think about not just the current production but the future production. Who is going to be farming 
or preparing for the next harvest. So it could be a long time before things turn around. So that, I think, is just seeing prices um, reflective of the current situation. Aside from the impact of the Russian war and related sanctions, what else are investors going to be looking out for today? There's a major U.S. jobs report coming out, right? That's going to be in focus pretty much um, coming out tonight sometime 9.30, we've got the jobs report in focus and expectations are we are looking at a US economy likely to add jobs back for a 14th straight month. And that is with the consensus uh, forecast looking at jobs in February at 440,000. So that's a pretty healthy level. Uh, that compares to 467,000 in January. So some expectations of how it could be reflective of a tighter labour market. And that is where uh, you could see a bit of a slowdown in jobs growth. Even though it's growing, you could see some moderation slightly. So a greater proportion of these um, hires are now expected to be moving across jobs rather than outside of the labour force. So that's going to be a factor to consider as well. Another metric to look out for is wages, how much they will grow. So consensus is for it to rise by 0.5% or 5.8% year over year. Unemployment rate to drop to 3.9%. So that's going to be down 0.1 percentage points from the prior month. So that's going to be all signs of how the labour market is tightening in a healthy fashion and just recovering in terms of the pace. So it could be some good news for tonight for investors to look out for. And also uh, going into the weekend, you've got the Chinese um, authorities and policymakers going to their Lianghui or two sessions meetings. That's where all the top policymakers are going to be gathering and laying out the plans for years to come um, in terms of um, what type of job or rather what type of growth targets to expect and we are set to see possibly the lowest growth target in nearly 30 years between 5 to 5.5%. So alongside the numbers, also the strategy and the priorities, what they feel needs to be focused on in the coming coming years. All right, good news or bad news. It is time for News in Brief and we do it via Up or Down. Ryan, are you ready? Let's go. Up or Down, the Euro. I would go with down. It's been down for quite some time. Uh, That's all around what's happening in Europe. The rise in prices of almost so many things, especially energy, Mm -hmm. is having an impact on the outlook of the economy because it will mean businesses have to pay more and also cut back on some activities. So that has been weighing on the euro and also on how the ECB is going to be uh, moving on its rates. Not so soon anymore. And that is seeing the euro slump pretty much against the US dollar. Indeed, the war in Ukraine is leading to a flight from the euro. The European currency is trading at its lowest level versus the pound sterling since 2016. Let's look at dairy farm. All right, dairy farm is going to be a down for me. Full year net profit for 2021, down 62%. Mm. Uh, dividend announced, but lower. So it is seeing some... I guess, effects of having a stronger prior year when we had a lot of people going to the supermarkets, much more at least. Uh, So that is now coming off that boom year. And now you have a few headwinds, supply chains um, starting to be a problem for many retailers as well. Oil Tech is next. They're the energy company that went public yesterday. Yeah, oil is, I guess, the hottest 
place to be in right now and it's really sweet timing for oil tech to go IPO during this week of rising oil prices. And with um, those rising oil prices, its price of its shares is up on day one. So it went for an IPO price of 23 cents and it traded as high as 28.5 cents at just in the 10 minutes, first 10 minutes alone and closed eventually higher by 24%. All right. What's next on my list for up or down? Jardine Matheson. Jardine is an up for me. And that is with Jardine Matheson swinging back into the black for its full year results. So FY 2021 results, net profit 1.9 billion, reversing from a loss of 394 million. So a couple of things being cited here for the better results. You've got a stronger contribution from Astra, which is in businesses such as distributing cars, coal mining, operating oil pump plantations, and also a turnaround coming through from Jardine Sake and Carriage, which saw improved contributions from the group's motors business. Indeed. Jardine Matheson back in the black, posting a profit of nearly $2 billion US dollars for the past financial year, also paying a significantly higher dividend as well. So definitely up in my books as well. One last news item that caught my eye. Before we check in on markets, Visa is cutting the fees that it charges merchants in the US. Is this a sign of increasing competition from new digital providers? I don't know about you, but when I'm out, I probably use PayLa and PayNow, maybe more than my credit card these days. Yeah, that's a very good point, right? You have so many options these days Mm. and you can also transfer um, directly person-to-person or peer-to-peer your funds. So you have so many different range of options right now. Um, Shops these days just have to put up a QR code on the shop front to get your digital monies. And Mm. this is, I think, showing how Visa is adjusting to the um, current landscape where it is facing so much competition and to hold on to those merchant accounts, it has to start thinking about how to make itself more attractive and it's cutting some of its fees. Yeah, to the extent of 10% in a cut for consumer credit fees for US small businesses, I'm sure that's going to be warmly welcomed. Tell me, Ryan, what do you use most as a motor payment? Right now, it is one of those scan options, you know, a digital wallet and just scan a QR code and you're done. You don't have to carry so many things around. Yeah, it is definitely anything tethered to the phone. And, you know, I'm mad on Carousel. I'm pretty much helping clear out my mom's house for her. And so everything on Carousel comes through PayNow, apparently. So I've been very busy on PayNow recently. All right, let's turn to Singapore. We are 23 minutes into the local trading day. Now, yesterday on the show, we talked about how local investment houses had issued buy calls on Yanlord land and Sing posts. And both counters finished higher yesterday, 1.5% or more. Overall, the Straits Times Index finished up 0.3% at 32.53. How is the STI trading this morning. Okay, let's take a look at where we are for the STI. Singapore markets down 0.9%, 3,225 is the latest level. And pretty much in line with the rest of Asia, all giving back gains from yesterday. And this is around those fears or concerns of the economic outlook and inflation risks. And looking at the 30 constituents, let's take a look at how many are in the green. Mm. Only two, and they are Wilma International. So that is enjoying the ride from the commodities bandwagon. ST Engineering is up 0.5% at 395. Otherwise, you've got most counters in the red right at the bottom. 
is Ascendus Reed, followed by Singtel, Sets, Dairy Farm, SIA, Capital Corp. All of them down more than 1%. Uh, looking at where we are for oil tech, that was, um, that's now day two of its IPO. So you've got it now at around 25 cents and that is down 3.8%. So giving back gains from yesterday as well. Thank you very much, Ryan. Coming up, during 2006 and 2010, when food prices spiked, Olam and Wilma both saw increases in their share prices. So today we will ask which stocks are said to benefit from higher food prices. And we'll take a, an especially close look at Wilma and Olam. That is coming up at 11.05. Head of Consumer Equity Research, Telema Nirganati Richelvam, joins me then. Before acting on the information on Money FM. Please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.